You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. The Life Tree Community Church Podcast. Um, so it is the first week of November, and we are kicking off a brand new series called Strong in the Spirit, and we're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so I actually have a question for all of you tonight. Um, so have you ever gone through a time where you thought maybe you had strength only to realize, like, mm, nope, nope, I, I, I totally ran out? So maybe you signed up for a gym membership, and you were taking a class, and you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. I could do this. And then halfway through, you're like, oh, no, this is not going to work. Or maybe it's just going up a flight of stairs. Or maybe you're a grandparent, and you've you got really active grandchildren. You're like, oh, would they ever just sit down and watch TV? I am so tired. Have you ever felt surprised to be in a situation and realize that you've actually overestimated your own strength. And so for me, I have definitely been in that situation before. Um, there's so many times that I thought I could do something and just very quickly realized that I have limitations. Um, so I want to give you an example. Um, my family and I moved to Princeton last year, and there is a culture around bike riding. Like lots of people ride bikes. It's, you know, it's very about like conserving the environment. It looks kind of cool. People are riding their backpacks to school. Um, so I'm thinking, I should do this too. So I'm like, okay, and not only should I do this, but maybe for my first ride, I should ride from my apartment to school. It's only like three miles, like not a big deal. So I, I'm getting ready. I strap on my backpack and my bike. I've had it since I was 12, so it's like 10 years old. Actually, it's 25. It was squeaking just a little bit uh, when I was going on it. And so about halfway um, you know, up the path, I started to realize something, that my books were super heavy <laughs> on, my back, on my bag. Um, and it's really starting to get to me. So I keep on going, I'm keeping on going, I'm like, all right, I got this, I got this, I can do this. And then um, I realized something else, and it's probably because uh, I lack something my husband likes to say that I don't have situational awareness. And so I didn't realize that on the way there, there's like gigantic hills on the way to school. So I'm like, okay, okay, I'm gonna do this. Um, and it's about, uh, I start going really slow, and as I'm going, uh, two people pass me, an elderly woman and a young child. <laughs> and um, I'm just like, oh. So I finally realize I have to get off the bike and I actually have to start walking. And so you could have had, like, cheerleaders and people being like, go, 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 you can do this, you can do it. And it was just not going to happen, guys. It was just not going to happen. Because at that point, I had simply run out of strength. And so I'm wondering if there's ever been times that you have run out of strength. Um, you know, maybe you thought you could do something, and then you realize, like, oh, no, I can't. And I don't mean just physical strength. I mean, maybe it's emotional or mental um, strength. So, like, maybe it's an overwhelming amount of tasks that you've been assigned to do at work, um, or your calendar is jam-packed with events, and you're like, I just do not have the emotional strength to get through this. Um, or maybe you're being asked to do something that you don't feel comfortable doing, 
and you're, at, and you're facing emotional turmoil at work or with your friends, and you're like, if I have to deal with one more thing on my own, I just can't. I've literally got no strength. And I wonder, like me, if you've ever in that moment been like, I just don't have the strength to make it through. But you see, the problem is, like, we live in a culture that tells us we can do anything, right? Like, if you try hard enough, if you work hard enough, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you can do it, you can achieve it, you believe it, it's yours. You just got to uh, dig deeper. If you feel like you're getting tired, find that inner strength within yourself. Push through. You got it. You can do it. Um, but let me ask you a question when this happens. So how many times when maybe other people are struggling or you've been struggling, has someone said to you, listen, you got this. You can do it. You got this. Or maybe if you're not used to hearing that as much, how many times have you heard, but you can do this. You are so strong. You are the strongest person I know. You are so strong. You can get through this. You're good. And I don't know of how often we realize that we say this in our everyday culture, maybe even amongst ourselves. Um, I mean, it's in commercials. It's, I'm sure it's embroidered on pillows. I actually looked up. It is embroidered on pillows. It is, I, it's on the website. It's $30. It's in pastel colors, and they sold 10,000 of them. Um, it's on bumper stickers. It's everywhere. And we just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And eventually, we might even think that we believe it. Like, you can do it. You got this. You're so strong. But I'm going to tell you right now, that is a lie. If you've ever been on the receiving end of this, I want you to think back to the moment someone said to you, you got this. You're so strong. I wonder, in that moment, if you actually were like, oh, yeah, I got it. I'm good. Or were you actually thinking like, no. Was there like a little voice in the back of your head telling you like, I'm, I'm not, I don't got this. I, I'm not strong enough. I appreciate you telling me, but I, I don't. I just don't have it. And if you felt that way, you're right. You are absolutely right because you don't got this. <laughs> you don't. You can work as hard as you can. You can grind yourself in the ground, and you still won't have enough strength to get through situations. I mean, you're not strong enough to handle crazy moments in life where you're anxious or worried or afraid or you're going through these terrible times, and there's really no place that you can dig deep enough where you can find that strength. In fact, one of the saddest things that I see is actually on social media when I see someone maybe posting about a cancer diagnosis or they're going through a really hard time and they say, you're so strong, you got this. And then I was like, but who's got cancer? Who is strong enough for those kinds of things? Who's strong enough to handle a divorce or your family falling apart? Or maybe your loved one's struggling with addiction or mental health, but don't worry, they got this. You see, the culture that we live in constantly is feeding us and telling us that we got this, we can be strong, but we don't. There's actually a picture I want to show you that I think really tells us what culture is and what our reality is. It's actually a meme. <laughs> yeah, if you can see it. It's actually a ravine. It says, just speed up a bit. You got this. <laughs> I actually, 
I found this, I actually found this um, on my mother-in-law's Facebook page, and I played a joke, and I was like, oh my gosh, your Facebook posts are so inspiring my sermon right now. And she's like, what? <laughs> um, but this picture is so great because I think it's really telling us what culture is feeding to us and what we think we believe. Because, yeah, you can do it. Speed up a bit. Culture's telling you, just go. Just go. You can got it. But that plunging ravine is our real-life situations. And if this was actually in front of you, like, would you actually do that? Like, would you speed up the accelerator? Would you actually go? Or you'd be like, no, 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 no. I don't got this. But if you believe in yourself, you can achieve it. You can do it. You're so strong. But the truth is, if you really think you can do that, you are going to plunge right over into that ravine. And so what do we do? Do we just accept that we don't have the strength on our own? Do we give up hope? Do we just accept life's going to be hard and like, oh, well, we don't have strength. I guess we'll just find a way to get through it. Or maybe you're like, okay, I'm listening to this message. My life is a plunging ravine. I really appreciate this message tonight. Thank you so much. Um, it was very inspirational. Um, can't wait to go home totally depressed. <laughs> but no, 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 no. I am going to tell you there is a way that you can tap into strength that you don't have. You know, and so if you're new to church or you've been coming for a long time, I want you to know that God knew when he made you that you were going to run out of strength, that you could not do it on your own, and that God loves you so much. He's not content to leave us like that. He's not left us without hope. And in fact, there is a way to get that strength. And we're going to be looking at that right here in the Word. And so we're going to be taking a look at the book of Isaiah and the people that God was speaking to at the time um, who were actually literally running out of strength, physical, emotional, mental, you name it. Um, and so to frame what's kind of happening in the book, the Israelites are going through this extremely difficult time where they've run completely out of strength. So they've been captured by this conquering em uh, empire named Babylon, and, not and then they are captured and they're carted off to Babylon. Um, so, so the temple, the temple where they worship at, that was constructed by King Solomon, who is the son of King David, was laying completely in ruins. Um, and so the Jewish people in this moment have witnessed the destruction of every single thing they know, their community, their homes, their culture, their very way of life. Um, so if I was to compare it to today, just imagine you're in your home and war is being declared, and so another country comes in and just bombs everything in your town and your community. And not only do they leave you there, they cart you off to live in that other country. Can you imagine being like, you're so strong. You got this. You're fine. Pull on your inner strength. So I want, I, want you to, I want us to frame that in our minds as we take a look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. Um, so if you have a Bible, you can open it up, but we're also going to have it here on the screen um, so that we can read it. And it says, <clears throat> me. have you never heard, have you never understood, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depth of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall into exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. 
They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And so these are the words that God is speaking directly to the Israelites through the prophet Isaiah. They're refugees. They're running out of strength, right? They're exhausted. They're traumatized. And they're hurting. And God states in this moment that God never grows weak or weary. And so really in this passage, God's telling us three truths. He's telling us that he never gets tired or run down. He never gets exhausted listening to us or caring for us. I mean, you know like when you're having a long day and you're really emotionally exhausted and someone calls you and wants to tell you all their issues and you're like, I love you, I just don't have the strength, I'm running out. Is it just me? (laughs) Then let me just tell you, you don't have the emotional strength. Can I tell you, God is not like that. God can listen to every single person in this room, over the whole country, over the whole world, the people who live before, the people who live in the future, and he will never run out of strength. He is enough to carry all of us, the entire world, before and in the future. God is strong. And so secondly, God is telling the Israelites that no matter how awesome or strong we are, we are going to run out of strength. Even the strength of youth fades and that other older people get weary. I go to school with a lot of people who are younger than me, and they are able to pull all-nighters. But me, if I open a book past 9 p.m., I'm done. I'm just falling asleep because we just get really tired. You know, you're watching TV late at night, 8, 9 o'clock, and you're like, oh, this show's over. I'm just falling right to sleep. And you're like, how did this happen to me? I got older. What's going on? So no matter how strong we are, even in our youth, we are going to get weaker and wearier. And so, so far, okay, in this passage, we get it. God is strong, and we aren't. But God doesn't stop there. He actually says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. You see, God promises that we will find new strength in him. Not the strength within ourselves we're told to dig deep and find, but strength that comes from him. And so in this passage, God is actually making us a few promises that if we trust him, he's going to give us that strength to revive and refresh us when we need it. And that also, if we trust in him, we're going to be able to rise over the most difficult situations like eagles in the sky. And he also promises the endurance to keep going when just you're in the middle and life feels hard. And he states, we're going to run out on our own, but if we trust him, he's going to give us that unlimited source of strength that we all need. And so we can actually access that power, that strength, through the Holy Spirit. And I want to repeat and stop here because maybe that's new for you to hear, but I want you to know that you can access the power, strength of God through the Holy Spirit. And maybe if you're unsure what that means, that's okay. Um, Maybe you're just coming for the first time, um, but you don't really understand the power of the Holy Spirit or even who the Holy Spirit is. And I want to speak to that for just a moment. And so as Christians, we actually believe that God exists within the Trinity, that God is three persons, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so the way that we might describe the Holy Spirit, who is a who, not a what, we might describe the Holy Spirit as the active 
presence of God in the world. So if something's happened to you, an opportunity, and you're like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? I wasn't supposed to get that. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you've come to church, you've heard someone speak a word, and you're like, wow, that is speaking right to me. How did he know I was going through that? That is the active power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit works in our lives and empowers us and gives us strength when we need it. And he's able to do things that we could never, I mean, we could never do on our own. And so Jesus actually tells us in Acts 1.8 that we're going to receive holy power, we're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And we can receive that power, that power that strengthens us, that's promised to us right here in Scripture. God promises that he will empower us with his spirit. It is literally in the form of God's spirit at work in you. And so maybe you're wondering, okay, maybe this sounds a little weird. This sounds great, whatever, but I just need to find a way to tap into God's strength. Like, how do I do that? Like, this sounds good, but this is also like, I don't know how to actually tap into God's strength. Like, how does God give me the strength that I need? How does it actually look in in everyday life? What do I need to do to make it happen? And so you're going to ask. You are going to ask the Holy Spirit to give you strength in times that you need it and even before you need it. And you can do this in a way that I like to say, you take a pause, then pray. Maybe you're about to walk into a really difficult position at work that you're anticipating is not going to be easy. And you're like, I feel so drained. Or you're getting home from work and there's some fighting in your home and you're like, I just don't know what it's going to look like to walk through that door. Pause. Then pray. You can say, Holy Spirit, give me the strength that I need before I go in this situation. I'm tired and I need your strength. Help me to be loving to my family when I'm just exhausted. If I'm tired, give me the strength to not be upset with my children. This actually happened today. We were on our way, and I was putting on what I like to call my fancy black dress shoes, and there's slime on my shoe um, that he brought home. And I said, oh, my, the slime on my brand new shoes. Um, and I was like, pause and pray. And so I actually had to do that today. Um, you know, help me respond lovingly to my spouse um, when I am tired and I feel like they should have heard me the first time. (laughs) Be specific for what kind of strength you need and just ask. Maybe you're feeling pressured into action to something that you don't want to do or you don't even know if it feels right. Maybe someone wants you to do something or support something that you don't feel comfortable with, but they want the answer right away. In that moment, pause and pray. Holy Spirit, give me the strength and empower me on what I need to do. Give me the wisdom that I need for this situation before I just go out and I just do what I need to and just go in my own strength. Actually, consider welcoming a posture of the Holy Spirit into your home. Holy Spirit, help my attitude as I'm home with the people I love. Help me be attuned to what I need to be listening for. Um, The Holy Spirit did you know this, can also help you understand the Bible. So if you haven't started a daily Bible plan, I would encourage you to do it. Um, Or if you don't have a Bible, we have them here. They're free. We love giving away Bibles. Um, But you could, if you're not even sure what to do or how to even read the Bible, 
before you even open it up, say, Holy Spirit, you know what I'm going through today. I'm struggling, and I need a word from you. Would you illuminate for me what I need to read and what I need to hear today? You can pause and pray before you even open up scripture. And the Holy Spirit will actually help you understand what you need to do for that day or give you a word of encouragement. Maybe if you're caring for your elderly parents and you're being asked to make medical decisions you don't have the strength for, pause and pray. If you're a student in school and the workload is so overwhelming and you don't understand, pause and pray and say, Holy Spirit, give me the emotional and the mental strength to understand the material that I need or to ask the teacher for help. Maybe you've lost someone that you loved and you're so deeply affected and you don't even know how to make it through the day. Pause and pray and say, Holy Spirit, I just need the strength to get out of bed. Or maybe you're coming here for the first time and you're like, you know what, I don't even know if I believe in God. Or maybe you've been coming here for a while, but your faith has kind of been on the lines a little bit shaky. I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Spirit is actively working, and there is a reason that you are here this evening. In some area of your life, you are struggling for strength. You think you got it, you think you can do it, but deep down, you know you can't. You need strength, and you've been looking in all the wrong places. Consider inviting the Holy Spirit into your life at this moment and pause and pray. I can't do this on my own. I don't got this. I am not strong enough. Empower me to give me the strength that I need for this moment and this time. And so I want you to think that if you actually do that, imagine what it would be like if you did. You could look back at a situation and be like a bad divorce or decisions your children are making that were breaking your heart or financial strain and not knowing how to pay the bills or the dissolution of a friendship over political ideology or trying to lead people who just don't want to be led by you. Maybe it's a potential career decision and you're like, oh my gosh, if I choose wrong, if I make the wrong decision, this is going to affect everything. If we took the posture of inviting the Holy Spirit into our lives, think about what it would look like when we look back. You could say, I was able to walk through that and I had the strength that I needed that I didn't even know that I had because I didn't. Not by my own strength, not because I had it, but because I knew that I didn't. And so if we live fully into the Holy Spirit, just for one day imagine what it could be like. Even just think about, look about what your day was like today. Think through your whole day today and imagine every conversation that you had and every decision that you made if you took a minute to pause and pray and you invited the Holy Spirit into that moment. Before you even walked into the door tonight, how would your day have looked instead of how it looks right now? Imagine what it would be like if you did that. Can you imagine that if we could throw away these cultural lies, we got this, we can do this? What if instead we knew that through the Holy Spirit, we got this because God's got this? And so I want to invite the band up as we begin to close out, and I want to share 
um, a story with you. So this past summer, my son was diagnosed with um, kidney issues that really came out of nowhere. Um, and it would be so debilitating. There would be times that he couldn't even get out of bed because it would be so painful. And we would have to take him um, to the ER. And so we went to the doctor, and they told us that he was going to need surgery, like an intensive surgery, three-hour surgery. So we're getting ready to take him that day. We're leaving really early in the morning. Um, my husband and I are in the hospital room, and we're just talking with our son. And I'm looking at him, and I'm just realizing he looks so small on that bed. And I'm going to tell you, I did not have the strength for that moment. There's no well I could have dug deep enough. I could not have been so strong to get through that time. I didn't got this. As they're wheeling him away, I just remember in that moment being like, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to do. I just know that I need you. And I need you to be with him in this moment. And so later that night, um, I was talking with him late in the night. We were praying, and I just said, Anthony, I just really wanted you to know that I was praying for you to feel God in that moment. And he looked at me, and he said, I already know, Mom. I felt God. God was with me, Mom. He was with me. And so in this moment, I just knew that God's promises are true. He knew I didn't have that kind of strength. He knows you don't have that kind of strength, but he promises to give us that kind of strength. He does this because he loves us more than we could ever understand or hope to understand. And so one of the traditions that we have here at church is that we like to do communion once a month to ensure that we don't forget how much God loves us and that we remember what he did for us. And so if you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you are, of course, welcome to do it. Um, if you feel like, you know, unsure, you don't know whether to participate, I just want you to know there's no pressure. You don't have to. Communion is a get-to. Um, and if you also didn't re uh, receive communion when you walked in, just raise your hand, and one of the ushers will make sure that you receive communion. So I just want to make sure everybody has one. And you don't need to be a member here to participate in communion. So would you take out your cups and uh, with me? It's, it's actually pretty neat. I noticed it's like it's like one piece where it's the bread and the drink. It's all in one. It's kind of neat. Um, we utilize this bread and juice to symbolize God's sacrifice for us. This is Christ's body and blood on the cross. We do this because at the Last Supper, Jesus was taken, um, and he said, he was with his disciples, and he said, to do this in remembrance of me. And so the bread symbolizes the body of Christ and the sacrifice he gave because of his deep love for us. It reminds us of the price that he paid to redeem us of our sins. And it's really a reminder that we can't do this alone, right? Like, like we don't got this. It's only through Christ. 
Without Christ, we would just be left in our own strength with no hope. The juice is symbolic of Jesus' blood that he shed on the cross to wash us clean and remind us that we have hope because the price was paid for us. There's hope that we don't have to do things on our own. Our lives don't have to be like that plunging ravine, but that God has got that strength and gives it to us when we don't know what to do. So would you take out your bread as we pray? Dear, dear God, we thank you that we get to come together as a church and just remember what you did for us. That you went on the cross, God. You, you, you took the pain for us, God, when we were so undeserving. That you died for us when we were still sinners, God. You chose us because you love us. And not only that, God, but you choose to be in relationship with us. We thank you, God, for this bread and for who you are and what you've given to us through this, Jesus. Amen. Let us eat the bread. We're going to take out our cups. And would you join me as we pray? Jesus, we thank you for your blood. We thank you, God, that your blood paid the penalty, God, that you washed us clean, God, when you chose us, God. We're not alone, God, but that we are reconciled to you. We have relationship with you, God. You can meet us where we are, God. You can be with us because you did this for us. Through your blood, God, your precious blood on the cross, We thank you, God, that you've given us forgiveness and hope in this moment, that we don't have to do things on our own, God, but that we have you to give us that strength, that help. We thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done for us in this. And we celebrate communion, that we are not without hope and that we have you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may now drink.